You're living life, everything's going cool, and then you get into a situation that hits you hard, and now you're being exposed. And now being exposed is not a bad thing. That's if you have something that you want to be exposed. Absolutely. It pulls everything out yeah. of your closet, whatever so, skeletons you have. Taking movies, decoding their message, and applying them for personal growth. This is Decrypted Films Podcast. And now your host, speaker, communicator, Jag DeWar, joined by his brothers, filmmaker Max Sainville and music producer Billy Sainville. Today's movie is Enemy of the State. This is part two of our last episode, just continuing the conversation, which actually was super dope. Last time we were going in a route that we didn't even think we were going to go on. Uh, I just love the fact that we could come with an idea and then we just talk about some serious stuff. So honestly, uh, I, I just have to mention the whole thing of Will Smith and this movie being chased by all these bad guys and that us too, we're being chased by things. And we talked about yeah. being chased by fear, being chased by other things that may capture us. But anyway, I, I don't know if you guys had some thoughts from the last episode that you didn't feel like you said that you wanted to add to it. I mean, I, I was excited that we established that. Um, I think one thing I, I wish we uh, exhausted, uh, what other things that could be chasing someone and uh yeah. wanted to get your thoughts you know you guys just thoughts to see if you could add on that you know obviously we have fear um, but i'm pretty sure yeah. there's a lot of other things that people are getting chased uh, uh and they just are not aware about it yeah you know I, I the first thing i think about uh is i think about people's past chasing them and wow. I, there's so many things that you can add into just the past itself. But uh, one thing I think about is just, you know, the things that happen to them can structure your way of thinking. Or you can say that, you know, this is going to be my future result because of my past. And I, I just think about how the past can really shape you if you let it uh, in a good or bad way. But I think that's one of the things I see chasing, chasing people. What about you? Um, I guess if we're going to go with fear, sometimes we also have doubt mm. chase us, um, doubting ourselves, doubting our abilities and things yeah, like man. that and feeling the situation that we're in and lack of resources and whatever excuse we have in a book all boils down to us just basically doubting ourselves. And I think that's a big um, target that usually tries to go after us. Yeah. Doubt, man. Um, I personally hate it too because I think we all deal with doubt and doubt pisses me off because you can have it all. You can have everything you need within you, but because you doubt is kind of just how what limits you. And I could think of so many movies that reference doubt, but I want to stay in the uh, stay in the lane of enemy of the state. But man, doubt, is a paralyzer. You know Absolutely. What I'm like doubt just doesn't add to a situation. Not saying that uh, we're not talking about like safety or anything like that, but if you have it all, uh, we just watched another movie. If you have it all within you that you believe so much and you go out there and just push everything you have without allowing outside things to make you doubt, I feel like you'll get so much more out, out of it 
than you would have with doubting. So for me, doubting is just this precaution of I don't want to get into something where it'll hurt me or it'll reveal something about me or I'll just be wrong. And I feel like even if those things happen or you're right, you not doubting, going in full force, you'll get more out of that than you would have if your doubting was true, maybe your doubting was correct, but you still get more out of it not doubting. So I feel like going after confidence and just pushing hard, you just get way more out of it. What do you guys think? Yeah, you, even if you're doubting yourselves, you I guess I'm getting the idea that if you doubt yourself, you should still um, take that step to do whatever you're trying to do. Because you're making more progress going with doubt than not doing anything at all if you are doubting yourself yeah letting doubt capture you and yeah. hold you yeah in hold back. you in yep man alright so I want to get into a couple of other things that this movie really hit me with uh, the next thing that I have written down is uh, okay it's more of the fact that the bad guy I guess you want to say the um, political figure that government official or whatever who 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 was planning the whole thing who was trying to hide everything they were trying to pretty much do a shortcut where killing this other government official would allow them to get what they want get further ahead and I thought about how they were caught on camera doing a shortcut that then will push them back. Like, like you're going to jail. You're going to jail for murder. And they're trying to stop whoever has this footage. They're trying to kill whoever has this footage. So I thought about how shortcuts, we try to do shortcuts in life, and how we don't realize the camera that's on us is character. It's watching <clears throat> us. It's filming everything. And even though others may not see, character is filming all those things and keeping it in its footage and its archives. And so that's actually building you and molding you and creating you into the person that when you get to the place you want to get to, character has all that footage and saying, ah, nah, you 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 don't got what it takes to, to stay up top here because you were doing shortcuts those whole time. And so when I was watching it, I'm like, man, if we were more concerned about the, the camera that character is watching us this whole time, when people are not watching us, when we're trying to do things, uh, we'll put more effort into it because it's like, yo, character is watching me. Like character is gathering all of this. Let me use this moment right now to to better myself, to, to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I, I love that perspective because uh you you can't you can't cheat character. You can't right. you can't shortcut it. And I see a lot of people out there, um and, and, and in times I think we all sometimes, you know, kind of go through that ourselves but not live live by it you know it could be just something we did you know just out the blue but long story short you know people would put this character that's not theirs um and then yeah. your real character is like wait a minute this is not this is not you and when you're tested with your real character or whatever character that you you put on that's not real you're going to put yourself in a situation where you won't be able to get out of that situation because your character it's not in your character's dictionary you know it's not in your character list of personalities that that you can handle yeah you know so you'll slam 
you know, right in your face if you try to put that fake character, in, you know, on you. For real. Um, well, and one thing I like about this whole putting something fake on you or taking those shortcuts during that whole journey or that whole time that you've been doing all these shortcuts and you're trying to get to where you're trying to get to, you're actually carrying more weight because the thing that you're always going to be carrying is this fear of being found out, this fear of getting caught. So you got to you got to walk on eggshells. You got to make sure every step is correct because it's not fully, truly you. Like the guy in there, he didn't really get, I think it was, he was trying to get this vote for something to, to pass. So that privacy act with all that stuff, he was trying to do something, but if he got away with it, he would always have that lingering in his mind that if anybody found out about me Absolutely. because I took this shortcut, it's over. So that's always going to be lingering in your mind. So you're carrying more weight than you would have had you did everything you did you were supposed to do to get to where you were supposed to get to. And then you're like, listen, I did everything I had to do. Like, I have nothing is on me. There's no footage. There's no no hesitation. There's no fear. I can go full force on stuff. But because you're worried about being found out, because there might be a footage of you not being who you say you are, that stuff could, could be a weight on you, on your shoulders. Yeah, you could definitely go full force because if you're not taking a shortcut, then you're actually built for that time frame that mm, you were trying to absolutely. get. Absolutely. Exactly. You know? But if you're taking shortcuts and you're not built for whatever you're looking for and you end up being in trouble like the guy was. And um, with, the, with the camera that you were saying, another perspective that I um, thought about, because uh, I think the kid's name was Daniel. Mm -hmm. um, he put the camera there. Um, sometimes it's like basically he was doing something that he he liked yeah right so if we're doing something that we love to do sometimes we end up finding something bigger um, mm. even those little things and he didn't expect to find the murder of you know the judge oh, or whatever. That's a good point. you know what i'm saying that's just living our day-to-day day -day lives and and having that pattern of doing stuff that we love, sometimes we end up finding something bigger like that. than we want. Um, I like that a like, lot. I don't know if you remember the story of The Rock, how he wanted to be in the NFL. Yeah. Like he was consistent in, in playing football and doing what he loved. Um, and then things panned out bigger than he expected and bigger than he wanted. For real. Um, so staying in that, you know, pattern of what you love basically couldn't end up brewing something bigger than you expected yeah. i like that uh, for a number of reasons what you just said one i like it because the first thing i thought about is that one you're doing something you love which keeps you going at it the reason i'm saying that is because what if you know that one time where he placed the camera there he's just like this today is not a good day i'm Absolutely. tired yeah, i'm yeah, just yeah. like i don't feel like putting the camera in and that just so happened to be the that week that the murder happened and you missed it all and we know what would have the footage so that's one thing and um obviously because he didn't quit because he kept with something he loved and another thing that made me think about with what you said was um a, a quote i read from jordan recently is that he was like yo whenever you're doing something just don't ever quit because quitting can turn into a habit and he i guess the reason he said that he didn't want that 
on him. He didn't want any 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 um, habit of quitting on him so that with everything he decides to do, it'll just be this automatic, like, I have to push through. I have to push through. I have to keep going. So even with the little things quitting can cause you to you know, make a decision in the big things to quit. And so that's what I like about the quote, but I like that the habit of doing what you love can open the door to something that because you're doing what you love, it'll cause you not to quit as easily and you never know what that big moment would be. So I love that. I I think there's more to add to that where, you know, the habit of doing what you love that becomes a big thing. You got to understand your, yourself as, uh, as, you know, your own character of who you are because you could be the person that understands, you know, that it led to a big thing, but you're very preserved. You preserve that uh, that big thing, meaning you're, you're being self-righteous. You're being selfish and it never goes out there because that guy could easily be like, oh, I got the footage. Yeah, you know, I'm going to keep it to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, that would have never be passed on to the next person or be passed on to the next person or be passed on to the next person because technically at the end of the day that's information that we're passing down passing down yeah and if we don't pass down information you know that information would never be known yeah. you know so i think yeah, in society um you know we might run into certain situations or even certain books that you know that you was just doing your regular day and it impacted you big you know heavily yeah. but you know this next person oh man i need to pass this down to this person because i know it's going to help that person you know yeah and then it eventually does at the end of the day but like if that person kept that book for himself I'm like you know i'm just going to keep it for myself cuz I don't, you know, I don't care about anybody. Yeah. I just care about me. And and uh, another version of I'm going to keep it for myself is that, well, I want a little upper hand. So I want, I want a little knowledge about something that, yo, I know something you don't know. And it's, it's just like either you want to use that to make yourself look better or feel better about yourself or you want to use it to exploit it later or use it later. But I, I, I think it's I think I agree, man. It's being able to have something good, something important that you're passing on because because um, of what it could do for other people. So I love that. Uh, I'm I'm going on my list, but I wanted to know if you got if you have anything that you saw in the movie of enemy of the state that we could apply to like our lives. Um, when Will in the beginning of the movie was in the restaurant and, um, the guy gave him a deadline. Um, so mm. for me, I'm like, uh, we feel threatened when we get it, when we like, do we feel threatened when we have a timeline? Like, um, like you need that. to accomplish a certain thing by a, a goal by a certain time. Right. So there's a really thin line between um, going with the flow and making all of these deadlines. Yeah. Right. And so like for me, I'm more on the not making deadlines, which which would make me more relaxed. But then yeah. on the other end is like you make all these deadlines, but then you'll have a rush product out and not as fully complete. I see. So um, I think uh, timeline is something that 
is a danger to can be a danger as well. Um, if you don't us. use it right, yeah, uh, I see exactly what you're saying because you can um, rush the product or you can um, be too loose with it, like you said. And I, you know, finding that balance, I guess, to I, I forgot there's so many different ways to make a, a goal. There's like smart goals, there's other types of goals out there. And I like the fact that most of them really talk about being realistic as well as not allowing yourself to be too loose enough that you know yourself which maybe we could get into that that you know how yourself and how your mind works because i work i think i could work well under pressure uh, i would like more to be able to make deadlines so i could see it further out because honestly planning every step out makes me feel a lot better because then I'll know what I need to do. But when it comes to that last second, I see how I stretch myself. So maybe my goal wouldn't be as far out as the next person. Maybe I should make it a little bit closer to stretch myself, but it goes back to this whole point of, wait, we got to know ourselves to see how we got to adjust it. So for Will Smith's character, <laughs> being that he's like, you know, you're going to die. I'm going to come after you. Like he knew he got to move. But yeah, what what is it? What does it take for us? Yeah. To kind of move more. Like, do you guys have an example of how you work where you need to know? Okay, this is how it has to be set up for me to work at my best. I think uh, I think we all have different ways uh, of doing that. I know for me personally, um, obviously, you know, being a freelancer, um, there's there's good and bad. But yeah. the good is is that I could work anywhere, you know, and any and anywhere. I could go to Starbucks, I could go to Pathmark, sure. I could go to Dunkin' Donuts, you know, set up my laptop. But I know. If I work from home and pull out my laptop sitting on my couch, I won't be oh, as man. aggressive to to meet my deadlines as much as if I leave the house and, you know, pull up in a Starbucks and, yeah. and get it done. So that's my formal way of like, I, I know I have balance, um, but I need to really get out the house and get things done because that will make me move a lot quicker and you know i won't be too loose it'll, yeah, exactly. it'll be some good balance you know um so that's that's one way i know uh of many ways that i would approach that yeah see i like that even with your performance you know that you need to get out and i, I felt the same way because um that was something i had to make a decision like listen i'm not working from home either because i i do the freelancing as well i have my laptop and that's why i ask you every once in a while hey you want to come to starbucks with me let's go work because uh i know how my brain works in that atmosphere so i totally agree with that that's a, a good example you you got one that you could talk about with knowing yourself you have to make that adjustment to to get going um I, well one thing i do notice is when i work with others i'm more on my toes mm, okay. to meet deadlines and to be i guess more aware or i don't know what, what i'm looking for but more efficient like i i go after it stronger than i would if it's just a personal that thing for myself because i think i want to set those deadlines when I'm working with people and let them know, okay, we'll have it by this. But if it's just something that I'm working on, I knew I could take my time because no one's really waiting for it. But sense. then I would get too relaxed with it. And yeah. That's that's basically where I can mm, That makes sense, trapped. man. So 
another point that I want to make that uh, I saw in the movie that could really help this discussion about things that could help us on our own individual lives to make us better. I liked, I mean, this was a classic line that, that he says in the movie. He says it twice. He says it when they first meet and he says it towards the end. And it's clear. It's, it's the, I think, what was the guy's name? Um, Will Smith's partner in there. Edward. Ben, Edward. Uh, the, yeah. Oh, Edward. Okay. Brill? Yeah, Brill. Brill. Oh, Brill. Okay. He said. Okay, so Brill says to Will Smith's character, you're either very smart or incredibly stupid. And I love that line. Ever since I first saw it when the movie came out, you're either incredibly smart or... No, you're either very smart or incredibly stupid. And so I love this because... Will Smith's character was doing something at the end that was super smart, but came across like really like, yo, you're, you're bogus. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, bogus. Like, what are you doing? Are you an idiot? What are you? And it's like, I saw it in his eyes when he said it to them. And he says, like, you know, we just have to find out. And I'm like, yo, I want all of us to have that attitude with the things that we're doing. Like, whatever we're working on, people are like, yo, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? This is stupid. Why'd you sacrifice this? Why'd you sacrifice that? And it's just like, listen, you're about to see what happens. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. I want us to have that attitude, but I want to ask you guys, what does it take to kind of have that? Uh, Maybe we look at the movie and see, what he did, but uh, I want to ask you guys, what does it take to have that attitude? And while you're thinking about that, my first thought is that he knew what was going on behind the scenes. So he he had the information behind the scenes that other people didn't have. And when I think about that, I think about the work that you put in behind the scenes can make you confident enough for people to be like, you know, when people are like, yo, what are you doing? You're stupid. It's like, you'll see. Cause I put the work in and I'm, I'm, I love, you know, sports are, it's easy to apply to life. They asked Michael Jordan, Hey, uh, what do you, you know, when you're on the court, when it's the last second shot and all that stuff, do you get scared? Do you get nervous? And he says, nah, not really because work ethic takes away fear because I've done this multiple times over and over and over again, that this is just another time. And I thought that was interesting. Cause I thought he was going to, Say like, yeah, I get a little nervous, but I try to fight it off. He says, nah, work ethic eliminates fear. And I thought that was like, that's a way of getting confident that, yo, watch what's about to happen. I'm about to kill this. What, what, what do you guys think? Um, uh, I, I think um, a lot plays uh, with that, like uh, life experience, pressure, um, knowing yourself enough to to uh you know i guess get out there i I think one thing that uh helps is experience to tell you the truth to be continuously confident on a daily basis you know uh obviously you bring jordan up you know he was able to build that type of character down the road because he was consecutively you know daily going out there practicing and mastering his craft to the point where he built a confidence where he he could roll the dice and shoot yeah. mid court or take that last shot knowing that there's only two seconds on the clock 
he's going to miss it or he's going to make it. But yeah. he had that confidence no matter what, you That's know, true. he didn't have that doubt that was chasing him. He didn't have the fear that was chasing him. So he was like, yo, I'm going to go after it. So in Will Smith's case, you know, um, he's been running daily, you know, being chased mm. um, throughout this whole movie. But at that point, you know, he he, he got a grip on yeah. the situation to the point where he knew how to maneuver and, and play with those cards, yeah. you know, but it took him going through all those processes, process of building a character through that system to be able to, you know, know how to, you know, yeah. play those cards right. Well, I like what you just said was that it, it, he was a different person from the beginning of the movie to the end because he went through enough to then get a grasp of the situation. I like that because, uh, uh, I mean, that's just easy with how we go through stuff. Will Smith came in and he's confused to what's going on. And then someone came in to help him. Yo, this is what's going on. Let me help you through. And then he goes through the movie. And at the end, you have that confidence. Like you said, like, listen, I have a grasp. I have an understanding of what's going on now. Now I can manipulate it. What I like, and it, it goes to a point that I, I like, is that he then started using the things around him to add to the situation, to manipulate it for what he needed it to be. Yeah, that goes on to yeah, what I wanted right? to talk so about. So if you're going to bring that up, uh, I'm bringing up the part where he's talking about the FBI watching the restaurant from the other building. Because in the beginning of the movie, Someone tells him, hey, smile at the FBI looking up, you know, watching us taking pictures. So he gathers that. He holds that. And so when it came time to getting a grasp of the situation that he needed to manipulate, he uses something from the past. It's like, hold up. I have this in my situation. Let me let me put that in to mix it up. And so I, I feel like for us, man, just being able to feel things out, you know, he did a lot of mistakes. Like he messed up. He, he called on the phone when he wasn't supposed to and end up getting the building blown up. Like he he went through a lot. He lost people. He lost things. He almost lost his wife. But with going through all that without without surrendering, he was able to fight long enough to get a hold of the situation. But like, oh, wait, I'm about to manipulate this for the better. So uh, I, I love that. I, I'm glad you made that point. Yeah, those two uh scenes tie in together with what you said when he said you're either incredibly smart or incredibly stupid whatever the line was mm -hmm. um the thing that comes to mind for me is that will was taking a risk um and him going in the direction that he was going in whenever in life uh we're going in a direction sometimes we're going to get those people that may look at us like either you are smart or <laughs> you don't know what you're doing but yeah. you've come to a point where like max was saying that you have a grasp of what you you're trying to do yeah everyone wasn't there on your journey of what you're trying to build and how you got to where you are but if you're going in that direction the help is going to attract itself to you yeah like the fbi that was in the window because he was going in the right direction help was able to see oh something is going on there nice and it kind of helped them out and so I think, yeah, I love that man. That that scene was just too classy. You have something. Yeah, I, I think this all ties on to uh, one thing that I got out of this film um, is basically going from the very top, where you know 
Will Smith's character, I could never remember his name, he was living life. He was good. He had a wife. He had a job. Everything was running perfect. Um, but he ran into a circumstance where something fell on his lap that almost took everything away. And I think um, that was a great example of how we all individuals, um, you know, we could either born to have that situation on us already um, based on our circumstances, or we could live life and any day something could fall on our lap. And now we have to kind of get out of that. Um, So the cool thing about Will Smith, he was struggling trying to get out of that for whatever time frame that was until he finally accepted it or or, or seeked help yeah. and i think there's a lot of times people don't seek help to those that went through the experience of what he went through yeah. um so finding that partner or finding that mentor or finding that helper to help you through the process because they know that process yeah. they've been through that process they've been through that experience to help you go through it i mean obviously there might be some differences on along the way Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it helps you grow to get out of that circumstances that you're in or whatever, uh, you know, thing that you're struggling with um, where you blossom at the end of the day and take all those elements and use it against, you know, whoever placed those circumstances yeah. on your lap or whether you were born into that circumstances, you could get out of that easily based on, you know, you growing through it. Well, you, I, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, if you could find a mentor or somebody to help you out, it, it's a really, really, I guess, beneficial thing. It's an advantage that you have. Because even in the movie, that politician, when they were looking at the security cameras, he basically said he said that's the man that we're really after because they know he was the one who was helping dean out or will smith Mm. out so in that movie so if you could find that person it's definitely a big deal to the journey and the path that you're trying to get to i like that i like that i mean what i like that we're just talking about is how will smith character had pretty much everything like you were saying he had the house and everything but this situation almost took everything and while you were saying that what hit me was that this situation um almost took everything away from him and it was exposing him meaning he was doing something uh, this is a small part of the movie but he was doing something in kind of hidden where he was hiring an investigator that was his ex-girlfriend that he told his wife he had no connections to anymore so you're living life everything's going cool and then you get into a situation that hits you hard and now you're being exposed and now being exposed is not a bad thing that's if you have something that you don't want to be exposed. Absolutely. It pulls everything out yeah. of your closet, whatever so, skeletons you have. Exactly. So whatever you truly are is now being exposed. So uh, what I like about this hit that he took, that this um, turn of events in his life, is that now it's showing that, all right, what's your good and negative? Because this situation, these these bad guys want to expose all your negative. Do you have anything that need, that could be exposed? And he did. And that almost got uh, his wife to leave him. And so what I love is that, are we kind of back to the shortcuts thing? Like situations, everything could be cool. 
everything could be great. He probably used um, his ex-girlfriend as a investigator because it was just easier. You know, I don't have to learn anybody else. I trust her. I don't want to have to figure other things out. But he sacrificed his marriage and tr the trust in his marriage because he just wanted the easier route. It's a shortcut. But then the shortcut was exposed and he almost lost everything. Yeah. So it's just these shortcuts going back to that is showing that yes it's working now yes it's great now but when that situation hits you and you're being exposed what what are people going to find out yeah. so i don't only yeah. see uh rachel or the the girl as a shortcut i also see it as are we going back into the past because you said mm, in the beginning gotcha. the past could be beneficial or it can not be so he was going back to i guess the past and that kind of hurt yeah yeah, I mean, dialogue-wise, he kind of had a conversation with her where he thought she was still interested in, oh, yeah. in, in him. And, you know, he was kind of shocked. Oh, you know, oh, I, not you, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that was a past memory, you know, or circumstances that came up at the time where, you know, he still had ties to. Yeah, exactly, man. Oh. I, I one one last thing. I mean, unless you guys have something. Well, another thing I wanted to bring up um, with this whole situation is this. It's almost like for me a metaphor, where when they raided his house and tried to see if they could find the thing, but then they took his stuff and replaced it with replicas. And so obviously that wasn't Will Smith's choice, but in life we kind of want replicas to either make ourselves feel better or make people view us in a certain light. But those replicas had something in it that made the other side have the advantage, which is they were able to track them. They were able to hear them and all that stuff. And so it goes back to um, me thinking about how, what am I chasing? Am I chasing for things to look a certain way? to me and to others so I, I could feel a certain way or am I really chasing the real thing? Like his watches, they weren't the real thing. They were fake and they had a disadvantage on it. And so I want us to be able to view things like that where it's like, yo, I want the real thing because the fake will put me in a disadvantage, will have me in a handicap because no matter what he did or said, he was, they were tracking him, they were hearing him, and the, the other team had the advantage. But it wasn't until he threw it away and wasn't until he let it go because he was holding on to a few things like, yo, my wife brought me this. And then Brill was like, all right, fine, you know, keep it. But whatever, and you, you're going to lose in this race. You're going to lose in this chase. You're going to get caught by fear, by doubt, by insecurity. You're going to get caught by those things if you keep these replicas. But if you were to throw them away, you'll be freed and be able to maneuver and get a grasp of the situation to be able to have a better advantage against the enemy. And so I just want us to understand like, yo, chasing the, the things that may look glamorous to other people, but you're not really doing it. You're taking these shortcuts. You're, you're allowing things to kind of look a certain way. It's not worth it because it'll, it'll catch up to you. Um, insecurity will catch up and catch you in this chase if, if you keep going after that stuff. So it can, can I do, we got time for a twist on oh, that yeah, because I sure. think uh, you, you, held, you nailed the point with this whole replica thing. And that that's a great physical form of exercise 
explanation. And I think also it could be a verbal uh, explanation, uh, a verbal replica or a relationship replica where people would say certain things to uh, lure you to thinking that it's going to help you, but it's really helping them at the end of the day, uh, yeah. uh, you know, by whatever you feel like, oh, you know, I'm going to bring you some comfort. You know what? Why don't you come do this, blah, 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 blah. And at the end yeah. of the day, you think you're, oh, man, he really cares. But now you're in a situation uh, where you're even a, even worse because you put your heart out to someone that really had a different agenda. Yeah, had a, a whole different agenda. So that can happen That's with friends. True. That can happen with, you know, your significant other if you're not really careful um, with who you choose. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you could have a, a, you know, a man who's trying to get a girl, but she, uh, she just wants you for the money and will yeah. say all the right things just, just, just to take advantage. You. So there really wasn't love, but the love physical appearance is there that's but true. not the actual heart to heart authentic kind of love yeah. you know what i'm saying so that was a replica that i s saw immediately when you uh that's said a that example man that's a good point all right I mean, do you got any last ones before we close this out man this, um, this was good man yeah i guess one thing i can say like for our listeners out there that may be thinking they don't have a goal or a dream yet or something big. It doesn't really have to be something huge. Um, one line in the movie that I liked from Brill, um, he said to Will, he was like, you have something they want. And at that time, he didn't even know what they were after. Mm. Um, but then That's true. he finds That's true. out and then it, it reveals, you know, the rest of the movie of how he finds out and gets to that goal that he's looking for. So, I mean... Some people out there may have something and they don't even know it. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. For real. And you and at the same time, you're you're kind of you might be attacked um, with, I don't know, fear or even humans or people that are trying to get at you because maybe they see something that you have and, you know, they're trying to get at you. So never be discouraged if people have dreams and goals and all these big things and you feel like you don't have anything yet. Um, I feel like everybody has something. Maybe yeah. you haven't discovered it yet. Yeah. I'm not. Don't I think, worry about uh, that. That's great, man. And I think a lot of people will run into giving up what they had um if you could remember will smith character was approached by these guys at the house and will smith didn't even know what he had yeah but he was able to turn those people away you know by saying hey uh i don't know if you mentioned if you have a warrant or anything like yeah, that yeah that's exactly um, what he said but he was like yo I may have something, but I'm not just going to let you take whatever I don't know that I have. You don't have the right uh, to. Yeah, you don't have the right to just come into my house, my comfort zone, my heart, and just take it away. Mm. You know, yeah. um, something that I'm, I'm building, you know, like, but but there's people out there, they were willing to open that door be like, oh, well, I guess. Yeah, you exactly. Know? You know, and then that person will just scoop and take whatever they want yeah and then you're just gonna end up you know yeah. being a blank at the end of the day oh my gosh i love that man not knowing what you have and not letting not letting people just take that from you and i i guess i like i want to look at that scene where they were trying to they knew what he had 
or they thought they knew that he would have it. So they're trying to figure it out. And Will Smith, the thing that he used was just the thought of not letting people take something from you that will like, you know, bring you down or whatever, or just have some advantage. I like how you said that, Max. And I I just like the fact that um, maybe sometimes we do need to do it like Will, where it's like, yo, I don't know what I have. But I'm I'm gonna fight to find out because even afterwards it's like no you're not gonna take away from me away from me you're not gonna devalue me but I'm gonna go upstairs I'm gonna find out what are they talking about or, or not what are they talking about what what do I have that that's there and so I, I like that I like that it's um, it's, it's good that he saw that over time though. yeah you know yeah. I've had to jump in but no it's good and then I was gonna say even though. Um, you may not know what you have, or maybe you come to a point that you do find what you have. Uh, you don't want that person to take it or whatever it is. Because I say that to say there was that one part in the movie where basically he was like, I wish they wouldn't have taken my blender. Ah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a simple line, but that was kind of a symbol for his nutrition and things like that. Like for even for us, like a cycle psychologically, like our nutrition, our peace and things that we have to live in our dreams and our goals. We can't allow people to take that from us. You know, I want to stay on that because he he actually said, I don't know the exact word, but he says some people meditate. I blend. And it's just like, it's a good point that they took something out of him from him that kind of threw him off. So He's not he's not at ease. He can't focus. They're doing something. Um, they're tracking him. He doesn't even know. So it took him off his game and stuff like that until he found out, oh, this is what they're trying to do to me. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, now we need to fight back. So I, I like I really like that you said that. Um, I, 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 just to make it clear to those who's listening, um, like if you do have something you don't know, that could be anything as simple as talent. It could be like anything that people would discover in you and take advantage of you be like oh uh, for example if your your writing is amazing and you just don't know you're just writing it could be as simple as an email mm-hmm. somebody in the receiving side but like hey you know can you can you write this for me you know it's just and then they'll run with it and credit themselves mm-hmm. as if they wrote it oh, you know that's like that's possible. just an example yeah. of someone just taking advantage and really taking what you got and and running off. Like, like there's so many ways to, 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 to talk about that. But just watching out for that. Yeah. And I I just like, I like the whole message about, you know, somebody, you know, trying to go after their, their dream and not knowing what they have and just keep pushing forward till you figure it out. Um, One part that I like in that whole journey is that um, the scene where, you got the the other side has all these resources to be able to track you and and they have the advantage but brill on will smith's we call them his pretty much his mentor he said something that i love he's like listen you know yeah you know they have all these resources but check it out 
they're big we're small that means they're slow we're mobile and so that's when the the turn of events happen where it's like we're gonna use the things that they had and we're gonna do what they can't do because they can't move as quick as us even though they're bigger than us and and that means we get to use their own equipment that they used on us on them to start switching the tables around and so i love that i love that so much it's because now it's like yo what do we have that we can use to turn this around instead of yo they're bigger than us we we can't fight back in their battles it's like yo don't fight their battle do bring a whole nother battle to them that will give you the advantage because you're smaller and you're quicker and so I love that where we allow ourselves to kind of think of, yo, what can I do to change the turn, you know, turn the event, turn the tables on them because they can't do what I can do, even though they have more than me. And I love that. One thing I thought about is like these big, um, either like these big companies or, or whatever that may be doing. I don't know. I'm just going to say a bakery. Like you have this corporate bakery company doing stuff, but one thing they can't do if you're a small bakery is go door to door and catch like get the whole city that you live in then that next city next door get that city they can't do those individual um the things that can like touch one-on-one like your name is sally okay i'm gonna write your name on this and hand deliver it to you like they can't do that but over time, you'll you'll win the city, you'll win the er- the area, the region because they they don't have the time. Absolutely, and a bigger company will be the first one to probably, as a bakery, buy every TV slot, you know, all the billboards, any commercialized way of distributing their product. Um, but at the end of the day, they don't get that small personal door to door, yeah, you know, eye contact. Thank you. You know, and exact, and, and the foolish thing to do would be to fight their battle, like going to their arena where it's like you're getting all the billboards where I gotta raise money to battle your billboards. Like that'd be stupid. It's just like so. That's just a scenario that we're talking about here. But there are other ways in what you're trying to go after that you can do the small things that others can't do that others are not willing to do to be able to get the advantage. So, yeah, that that line I love the most, man. Yo, this movie had a bunch of good stuff. I have to ask you guys, what do you rate the movie Enemy of the State for its ability to give us things to apply to our lives, to do, to be better, to have personal growth and all that? What do you, what do you guys rate it? Uh, I'm going to try not to be biased here because it's one of my favorite movies, but... <laughs> um. I guess, I mean, I want to give it a five. I want to give it a I five. Hear you. Why? Why do you say that? I mean, because going into it, when we when we mentioned that we were going to speak about the movie, I'm like, what? what? I didn't <laughs> think we were going to find much, but yeah. when you actually watch it, it's like, oh wow, there's really a lot in there. So, I mean, I guess I got to give it a five because it gets. Like, this one is really deep in the struggle. Like, really, like, vulnerable and, like, helpless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think because it's that deep, because we all hit the rock bottom. And we're all in that place where we feel like we have no help and not know what's going on. So, I think that's as relatable as it really can get 
That's true. Max, what do you give the movie? I, I'm going to automatically give it a five. Like, it, it's not hard to give it a five, only because, like, number one, you know, I, I don't remember what year this came out, but the first time I saw it, I was so influenced, you know, as a person, number one, and as a filmmaker. Like, there was so much, like, content and, and storytelling and creative structure uh to it that just wowed me yeah. you know and it, it i've used a lot of elements that happened within this movie um to create to to master my craft um yeah so yeah hands down five easy yeah the movie came out in 1998 so that would be 21 years ago right yeah. did i do that right i, I think so ago. I remember even taking the score and using it in my film. That's crazy. You know, and I copied all of that <laughs> camera surveillance, moving sound effects, you know. It was it was definitely ahead of its time. Man. Yeah. For me, I, I honestly, you know, I have to give it a five because my expectations were were that, oh, wow, it's going to be a lot harder to get things that we can apply to our personal growth from this movie. And I thought, man, this is going to be tough. But then when it was all revealed to me, I'm like, yo, these are dope. And then when I came with you guys and we were bouncing off each other, I was thinking, man, this stuff is really, really good. Like, this stuff really helps. So I, I had to give it a five. I think personal growth-wise, this, this thing, it, it killed them, man. If you enjoyed the great content from this episode, share this with somebody who could use it. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. And thank you for joining us on the Decrypted Films podcast. Catch you on the next one.